Welcome to your typical Shona protagonist. He's Kai, I'm Kells, and today we're talking about Record of Ragnarok. First off, Kai, how you doing? I'm doing good, man. How about you? Man, I am hyped that we can finally get on the what's going on currently train with Record of Ragnarok. So this is a show that just came out as a Netflix original anime that has been a manga that you have read and been hype about yourself previously. Yes. It's very interesting to see it finally here in fruition. It's uh, been a long time coming, and it's definitely set the anime community, I feel like, ablaze in the terms of, like, division. Uh, some people love it. Some people hate it. A lot of people are mad at it, especially, like, manga readers and even some other people. Um, I'm kind of torn, to be honest with you. I don't really know where i stand um like i don't feel like it's it it definitely could have been worse i'll say that for sure <laughs> and you know what in the grand scheme of adaptations i guess that's something to really settle for is well at least they didn't totally fuck it up yeah it's not seven deadly sins seasons you know three <laughs> and four for sure and the best part is whatever they did I felt like they did wrong. They can always improve of coming back for season two. Yeah. Yeah. So tell me about the premise of Record of Ragnarok. So the premise of Record of Ragnarok is all the gods, like in every mythology, religion, and whatnot, coexist in one. They all exist in like this realm of the gods. Um, And they're like, yo, humanity sucks. So let's come and let's vote to see if humanity gets to live for another thousand years or not, because this is some bullcrap. Like they, it talks about how they pillage, they destroy the world with chemicals and how they prey on each other. And all this stuff is happening like a giant tribunal at the beginning. And it's unanimous that, yo, screw the humans. Cause Aphrodite's like, nah, screw them. Like, and she was like, I agree. F these hoes. So they're like, yeah, okay, let's, let's do it. Let's get rid of them. And before Zeus, the juror, you can say, um, bangs his gavel to be like, yeah, let's get rid of this. Brunhilde, or Brunhilde, Brunheit, yeah, Brunhilde, uh, one of the Valkyries, the leader of the Valkyries, I believe, I was like, yo, like, let's not do that. Like, according to subsection A, B, 3, we can have a tournament arc because, of course, to decide the faith of humanity. <laughs> and thus begins Ragnarok, which is the ultimate battle between the humans and the gods. Uh, 13 gods go against 13 humans throughout history. And that's, yeah, that's the premise. Like, this is the this is the record of those battles, the record of Ragnarok. Sarah walked in halfway through watching this and was like, yo, is this Yu Yu Hakusho? And I'm like, basically, yes. Oh, Lord. <laughs> I mean, very basically, yes. It's a tournament for the, you know, continuation of humanity and shit. Yeah, like, it's it's kind of, it's really cool because it has, like, that premise of it doesn't have to worry about, like, you know, the beach episode, the character development and all that because it's just a simple tournament art. Like, you know what you're getting is right off the bat, but it does do, it gives me that kind of, like, fate motif of... Like, here are characters from history, but things you don't know about them. Like, the whole, yeah. like, Lobu training thing, and then 
how Adam, like, the story of how Adam left and how Eve didn't really eat the apple. Like, and, you know, it was really cool to see that and all that, how that transpired and whatnot. And, like, what really got me was, the, I think Thor's was the most, like, huh? Because Thor didn't look <laughs> anything like Thor. So uh, I got to come back to that yeah. um, with, with Mjolnir. Um, so backing up, like I, I really love the fact that it is really face value. Like there is no backstory. There's nothing you really need to understand. You just need to show up and watch the action happen. And we'll give you the backstory of these characters as the fight goes on. Like just watch it and you will see everything they want you to know about the character. And certainly uh, to your point, like the backstory of each character being just off of the story like you know the story but it's like mm, in our telling that's not actually what happened here's really what happened yeah i think that's a really and, fun twist and uh mjolnir looks fucking dumb but yeah, yes that's my opinion no you're right mjolnir looks really stupid <laughs> like i can't i can't knock the fact that mjolnir's like the thing is i like thor's design with red hair and yeah. him not being ridiculously buff, like I like. I feel well, like, <laughs> yes, I agree. It, yeah. In compared to everything else in this show that is like ridiculously buff, he's yeah. not out of the norm. Yes, yeah. And then, but the, at first, the black arms were like the gloves, I guess you can call them. Um, but at first, they kind of just look like black arms until you see that he's actually using a. I don't want to say like a sacred treasure because it's not what it is. Um. It's called. I think it, it, the, in the English dub, they called it like a mythical treasure or something. Yeah, um, it's pretty close to that. Yeah, it's like a weapon of the gods. I think is what it is, like contextually, in uh, the manga. I think that's what they're called because the Valkyries have to mimic them. But anyway, um, so you got him having two of those, which like his mythos in Record Ragnarok is that. His hammer is so hot, it radiates lava, so he has to use these two gloves to be able to hold it. And even then, they're like, wrong. That's what everyone thinks. But the truth is, the gloves contain Thor's power because he won't break Mjolnir because Mjolnir is alive and has a beating heart. That was a whole deal. If we're getting into it, let's get into it. So this whole tournament is 13 gods versus 13 representatives of the human race that has ever existed, going toe-to-toe to see if the humans will continue to exist. So, in our first bout, we have Lu Bu from the Romance of the Three Kingdoms story back in China. Yes. And Thor, the Norse god of thunder. Which is, I feel like, such a first fight. Like, you have two of the most renowned legends, like, of these true gods of the battlefield, to say the least. Like, I feel like everybody knows the story of Lubu. If you don't, like, I can't, you probably never played a fighting game or, like, watched any fighting anime or anything. Because he even showed up in um, God of High School here recently. Really? Yeah. He was in, um, he was someone's, like, persona stand type thing if it's it's a whole thing but um, i know him from dynasty warriors and he was scary as fuck so yeah like, yeah yeah and you got thor which every because thanks to the marvel cinematic universe everybody and their mom knows who thor is but 
you know, outside of that, this is like the true Asgardian like Thor, you know, him and his labors, how he came to power or came to notoriety was going and defeating 60 giants like throughout the halls of Valhalla, you know, which is where all the gods reside. Now that I'm thinking back to it is Valhalla. Um, so that's kept up to be the same. But so you got this fight. And let me just say, like, Lubu, man, has the most. If I'm, are you really riding if you don't got people like Lubu? Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm trying to, I'm trying to leave my mark like Lubu. I'm trying to have a bunch of people. Like, you got to be my ride or die that way. Like, because his men, like, they're there cheering, making pyramids. Like, yeah, man. <laughs> I like, fucking die when they hit that, like, like, cheerleader pyramid shit i'm like really <laughs> yes like they're out here they're like let's go let's go so but even his like respected enemies from like the dead show up and like yeah man i remember when we were fighting lubu let's watch him kick some ass here yes lubu known as the strongest human um to ever exist like he proves that against Everybody's like, okay, Thor has nothing to prove. To me, this fight was more so about Lubu than it was Thor, even though they were yeah, both totally. equally given shine. But to me, it was about what can a human do to a god? Like like Kanye said, what's a god to a non-believer? <laughs> god, god damn it. Um, and but, Lu- but totally, I, I feel like it was the the best introduction to... Can a human actually go toe-to-toe with a god? And we find out that he has help, but totally. It's like, it is showing the viewer, oh yeah, this isn't just totally a, you know, a wash. It's not like the gods are going to go over 7-0. and 0. Like, they're, yeah. they're going to be put on their toes. Yeah, and even if, like, the thing about these fights, even if you do, you know, lose a fight, you don't come out unscathed, as we saw... With, I mean, I believe Thor was the only one out of the two winners that we saw that come out unscathed. Nah, nah, because uh, at the very beginning, like the first tie-up, Lubu slashed him across the oh, chest. Oh, true, true, true. Now, that wasn't like life-threatening, but like we saw that a god could be touched. Yes, yes. And that's why I really like, I like the first fight is one of my favorites, honestly, just because... Thor is one of my favorite um, myth mythos creatures, and same thing with Lubu. Like, even though Lubu is an actual historical being, allegedly, but like seeing these two of my favorites clash, I'm like, yo, like this is really dope. And the fact that they both have this mutual respect, and like Lubu's whole thing about being so strong and just looking for somewhere to die, and so spoilers, of course. Uh, we should preface that. If you haven't watched it, go watch it, but we're going to get into it. Lubu loses this fight, but he, in my eyes, he doesn't really lose because he has gained the respect of Thor like and shown the gods you should be afraid because human potential is truly dangerous. And man, his horse, man. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That that final... So, like, we get... like con- One thing is that... The action is exciting and it's like there's a lot of storytelling, but it's not kind of 
intricate in the animation. It's like, okay, here's his super move, and here's his ability. And surprise, he has a secret hidden ability that, like, okay, final big clash, kaplow. But that doesn't really matter because yeah. it's all so incredibly hype. We get explanation for all of these moves, which is really kind of what makes it work. So, like, even in the last big clash where Thor is like, don't die. And he's like, I'm going to use my super secret move I've never been able to use on anyone ever. And, like, has his arms fucking fall off. Lubu has his arms fall off because he cannot handle the intensity of, like, a godly strike. Not because he doesn't want to, but, like, physically is unable to. But the will and passion, he goes after him with his own teeth and his horse. It's fucking wild. It's so... For a true send-off, and then at the end, once the battle's over, this is why, you know, you can judge a man, like, by his legacy. And Itachi Uchiha from Naruto said, you never know what type of man you are until you die. And Lubu was a great man, because his horse, his horse was crying, and was like, screw you, like, you're gonna, like... I'm going to keep attacking because you're going to fight his spirit. And Lube, all Lubu's men as well, they knew they were going to die. They knew they couldn't beat Thor. And Thor gladly says, this is a perfect send-off and a message to my friend. I was like, okay, respect. And that was a great way to end the first fight. I loved it. Yeah, man. It's like to see one of the gods respect like a human was incredibly cool, which we don't get to see a lot of, I don't think. I mean, I think... Yes, it's like, oh, I'm surprised that you can actually hold your own. But it, it's not in the same, like, equal level that we see with Lubu and Thor. And, like, throughout this show, from here on out, we see Thor kind of, like, watching. I'm, I'm curious if Thor's going to do anything after this. I'm, I'm curious as well, because Thor is, like, very much so just sitting up, chilling. Because I feel like he's like, Lubu has earned you know, my respect. So there's more to it than these yeah. humans. Like, like I, do, I have only watched the anime and you have knowledge of the manga. Um, but I'm almost like maybe Lubu has proven to Thor that the humans ain't so bad. But I don't know, one, if that's true or two, if that is, does it make a difference? Who knows? I guess we'll find out in season two. True, true. Um, then, you know, after that fight, we have one of the crazy ones. Yes. Which is Adam from the story of Adam and Eve versus Zeus. So we have the father of the gods and the father of humanity going mano y mano. And I tell you, that was crazy. Like, the fact that... Adam just sort of shows up and his whole ass naked and is like, fuck the gods. Yeah. But then was like, I don't really care. I'm just going to do what I have to do for my family, which is literally every human that has ever lived ever. Yes. He said, wouldn't you want, he's like, what father would need a reason to protect his children? And like this fight was, this fight was just like pure hype for me. It wasn't too really like, emotional or anything it didn't have like the emotions that the first fight had i felt and but it was until the end like 
because we see that Adam basically has a super ability that can mimic any god's attack. And if he was probably fighting anybody but Zeus, like Zeus, if Zeus hadn't been a hoe and cheated and skipped his spot, there's not a doubt in my mind Adam would have beat it Silva. Would have beat Silva, not beat it. But uh, Shiva. Shiva, yeah. Would have beat it Shiva. Who I keep wanting to call Ashra, like, even in the model, because, <laughs> like, he looks like Ashra, but I'm not trying to insult anybody, so just keep moving. So, basically, Adam can't win against Zeus because he's Zeus, and that's plot. You're not going to be Zeus. Like, they weren't going to let a human beat, you know, the king of the gods, which I wanted that to happen, but I think even as I was reading it the first time, I realized, like, yeah, there's no way. Like, Zeus is in charge of the gods. Like, yeah, there's like- no way. We've seen him on this podium calling the shots from the beginning. We're not even anywhere near done with this show. Like, Zeus can't die. Yeah. But they really, really pushed him to the edge the entire time, which was kind of hype. Yeah, no, the fact that Zeus, uh, the fact that, like, Zeus came so close to actually dying is proof that if Adam would have faced any of the other gods, Adam would have won. And Adam had earned the respect of Zeus. And... Like, just not that everyone. Like, humanity literally, they said after Adam died, which he died on his feet, like, still throwing punches after this man had died, and Zeus didn't even beat him physically. He just outlasted his endurance, which was crazy. Um, Yeah, like, humanity came together for the first time in history. Like, like they said, cohesively, this was the first time that humanity had joined together. So I was like, okay, let's go. Um... And then fight three. Before we get into fight three, I want to like yeah. T- tell me, tell me about one thing that like we had talked about when you had first watched the animation about this fight. So apparently, this fight between Zeus and Adam was so incredibly hype in the manga. Tell me about like your opinion with it being animated now. So a lot of people say. That, you know, animation is always going to be the best medium to consume anime. But I feel like sometimes in the manga, like, things can be done better just simply for the fact that they don't have, like, the constraints of budget and thing. It's really as well as you can draw or as well as someone else can draw. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, because we've seen that thing go on with JoJo's. How many years have it has it taken to find a studio that can animate JoJo's as well as it needs to be. Speaking of, Shiva's voice actor is the same voice actor as Jonathan Joestar from the English dub of Part 2. Anyways, continue. Totally, I get it. Like The question is, how well can you convert a medium that takes less investment, like manga? You can just simply draw an incredible picture and tell a story that way. Where when you move to animation, you have to draw that incredible picture 60 yeah. times per second. Yeah. So, 30 times a second. It depends. You know. So, like, I understand. Don't get me wrong. I just thought, you know, it would be somewhat of a moving part. At least, like, I don't know. It's like you got to know where to put your money. I feel like in... There were some moments in that fight that were a lot more clear and pristine than they needed to be. I felt like, especially since we got a slideshow right after it, I'm like, I felt like we could have navigated like the process 
a lot smoother. Like when Zeus was turning into a refrigerator to turn into like a skinny man. I felt like oh, that Lord. was something that, you know, and the random CG on Hermes just like playing the violin, like all that. I was like, this didn't really need to be as I guess I, I appreciate the random CG because they do that with also like the the pyramid of cheerleading warriors. For yeah. Lubu. I guess perhaps that it's e- like less expensive to animate some things in 3D CG. So that you can make it more dynamic, but invest less. Because you draw one model and then you puppet it instead of hand drawing each character True. scene by scene, like still by still. Yeah. But yes, like, why did we go through this extravagance here? But later on in the fight, it's like we just have a bunch of still image. Yeah. Which was, that was just really my only gripe with that um in terms of like being realistic like some people are gonna say that like it was like i've seen a lot of people on the web say that this was like awful like a horrible adaptation i'm like honestly so many manga that are great do not get adaptations i did not think this one was going to get one um is it everything i wanted no but you don't always get everything you want but you gotta be grateful for what you do get and i'm happy to see this um, I hope there's some other cool fights coming up. I know, and I hope those they will not repeat this. Um, I just know Adam versus Zeus was like such a monumentous fight. It makes me worry that they will, but hopefully they'll see, like you know, the feedback and take it constructively. And so there's been like, oh, screw you, we're gonna give you Promise Neverland season two, and we're gonna make half of it bullcrap. <laughs> no, I I don't think season two is gonna be because if it was, we would be done. Yeah, they'd be like. All right, the last four fights are going to be like 15 stills, and here's the winner. <laughs> um, this is not Promise Neverland Season 2 type stuff. Yeah. But for me, I'm like, okay, this is hype. But in a storytelling arc, you do kind of need a low point. You need to have something where you can have your audience not be on all the time. And so the like starting out so incredibly strong with uh, Thor and Lu Bu, this seems to make sense to me that like they would take a moment from the hype, even though it is cr- like wild. It's wild not only to learn uh, his back, um, Adam's backstory and watch Zeus do all sorts of crazy shit. Um, you know, animation wise, it's not like where the investment is, but like equally we invest a lot of time in the next fight fight number three between poseidon and kojiro sasaki yes this fight was interesting because like poseidon is a dick and (laughs) yes everybody's like yeah um like he's a tyrant the episode titles literally called tyrant of the ocean for that episode and like it's just like he literally says everybody's disgusting and just literally it's just a whole he just dislikes him for all these reasons and Poseidon's just Poseidon's just a prick. He's an arrogant prick, like so is Zeus, I guess. But it's different. But, yes, it is a hundred percent different. The personalities are different and there's a reason that Zeus is the king of the gods, for one reason or another. Yeah. Like so 
Um, but yeah, this fight was really just Kojiro's moment. Like he is just like, yo, I'm he's Harold is the greatest loser of all time. And yeah. So, yeah, you go ahead. Man, what killed me what killed me when they were like picking the picking the contestants for bout number three. And it's like, all right, we're gonna choose somebody. And Kojiro wanders in the room and picks himself. He's like, I got this. And it's like, wait a minute, Kojiro, you're old. Fuck are you doing here, old man? And Kojiro's like, oh, I'm in the best shape of my life. Because, you know, everyone's supposed to be in their prime when they come to this fight. Anyone that's ever existed in history comes to this fight and is in their prime to go toe-to-toe. But here's this old swordsman, and apparently he's in the prime of his life. Because even after he died... He continued to train and continue to go through fights in his mind and grow where he is finally recognized as the number one under the sun, which yeah. is fucking hype. No, it's great. Like, and that's the, which is so cool because like they even, uh, goal or gal, how you pronounce her name? Um, states that like, wait, don't they come back in their prime? Referring to Adam is like in, um, Lu Bu, like they're supposed to come back in their prime, and like this is a gray haired dude, and he's like, Yeah, no, I kept training. Like, what do you mean? Like, that'd been 400 years. So, and the fact that like he does like the astro projection battle type thing, um, against Poseidon, where he's like, Yeah, like goes through each possible movement and in his mind, yeah, and sees the result is wild now. For me, so we've seen two fights previously that are really showing the similarities between the humans and the gods. Like Thor and Lubu are, you know, ha- share respect. Adam and Zeus are like, holy shit, we can go toe to toe. But this is a real fight where we see the real difference in the gods versus humans in both the way they fight and their potential. And that's one of the major points of this fight is where Kojiro's like, later on in the fight, he's like, have you ever felt the the passion of training until, like, losing yourself to the training until the sun comes up in the sky? Like, have you ever just trained through the night and fucking didn't realize it until the sun made you pay attention? Have you ever felt the joy of, like, the blade in your hand after a fight or, you know, training and all of this? Have you ever struggled with a loss to learn? No, you haven't. I guess you haven't because you're a fucking god. So let me teach you. That was lit, man. No, what, it what was a great. Speech. No, I loved it. Like, I, I loved all of the speeches from, like, these characters, like, Lubu training yes. with, like, like with the millions of spears, like, all the spears he had, <laughs> like, Adam being like, yo, I didn't need a reason to, like, go with my wife, like, I love her, and then freaking Kijiro, Kojiro with this, like, I'm gonna show you, like, I feel like the gods are slowly but surely, like, saying, wow, like, humanity has, it may have all these flaws, but it has all these things as well, and as we progress, like as we, because I know you saw that list, and we got we got some heavy hitters coming up. 
Um, I did. So my one hang up, other than me watching it this at warp speed, yeah, um, was like I didn't really know who was fighting who or exactly who was on the list. So like, we only like we we get a lot of perspective from like the three or four gods that are there. You know, we've got Shiva, we've got Thor, we've got um, well, not not so much Thor. We got Odin watching we have loki watching now we have well did you watch the dub or sub i watched the dub okay so on the but s- like like i know that they they showed the list they didn't show the bracket but run, run them down for me yeah so on the list that they showed um and this is off the top of my head on the list that they showed they you saw in the sub version at least they had who was um fighting like or they didn't have you don't see you don't know who's fighting who you just know who yeah. was on each team and you really only know the gods because um, the humans were still like, you only saw like three or four of them. But for the gods, we had Buddha, we had Shiva, we had um, Buddha, Shiva, and Odin. Odin's fighting as well. And then for the humans, we had Jack the Ripper. That's the one that we saw. And the other ones you know about wasn't on that list. So, yeah. Yeah, but... Um, but like on the list for the humans, I saw like fucking Nikola Tesla. Yeah, which would have been exciting. Yeah, you had Nikola. You had Tesla. You had Jack the Ripper. You had who was the other one? Um, you had maybe maybe you had Shoju Otaka. You had a lot of Japanese names. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> like I was like, uh and you had I think you know now that I'm thinking. I don't want to spoil it, but I feel like his name may have been on the list. I don't remember, but I don't think it was. But like Raiden, I, I have no. Oh, idea. Hercules as well as fighting on the side of the gods. I forgot. Yeah, Hercules as well. I'm so mad at that. So because Hercules is a demigod, so he's like part human, which is why that's frustrating. Yeah. But, so the the wild part about the um, Kojiro Poseidon fight. Is Kojiro continues to ascend. Like he goes through the depths of dread like multiple times through this fight, but continues to push through, you know, from his own conviction, from the support from his other like friends and peers from when he was alive, which is kind of also an exciting point to like see the different people that are around to support the team. Like they come from their time period. There are people that know our human fighters. And like are there in support, which is exciting. Now I don't know how that's gonna go with our next fight, but you know, we'll get into that in a minute. But Kojiro goes over on Poseidon. He fucking cuts that man into pieces, which is just wild. Yeah. No, a hundred percent. Like you see like and it's because like Poseidon's kind of like just he's the most he is the epitome of I don't I need to find a better word than douche. But he's the epitome <laughs> of a tyrant. Like everyone fears him, even the gods. He's disrespectful. He killed his older brother, which I mean, granted, like his brother was trying to kill his other brother. So I guess there's not really too much you can do about that. Um, yeah, but he's referred to as the the most fearsome god, the god of gods and the Zeus of the sea. No, I agree. Like he's the he's the Zeus of the sea. Like, and he's just basically gets cut down. That's all there is to it. Like he doesn't really have any admirable respect for his opponent. 
like Zeus did or um, Thor. It's just kind of, you know, he just sees you as another obstacle. He's like, I'm just going to take you out, which I was really shocked that Poseidon was the first one to lose, honestly. I mean, but the storytelling-wise, we needed a win. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely needed the win. Um, And it was cool to see the humans go over some asshole. Yeah. Strong asshole, but like, yeah, I don't like this guy. And we get to root for the good guy, and the good guy gets to, like, hustle his way off, hustle his ass off to the victory. You know, it was a great victory. His first victory. Yes. His first and arguably most important. Because, as we know, which wants to bring me to my other topic, or the other topic of um, the Valkyries, once we, we know that, like, once you lose, it's your soul. It's not just, like, it's everything. And... Like, that brings us to the importance of the Valkyries. The way that these humans can compete with gods is through the uh, 13 Valkyries, I believe there are. I think it's 13, yeah. Yeah, 13 Valkyries turning their bodies into weapons so that the humans can fight against the gods. Because that's the only way that the humans can mirror the gods' powers. Because even Brumhilda makes a joke. She's like, yeah, there's no way humans can compete with gods. And... Honestly, Broomhilda's got me feeling some type of way. Like, because I guess when I was reading the manga, I was just like, oh, yeah, hype. I didn't really think about how I felt about Broomhilda. But, like, now that it becomes more like seeing, like, her sisters die to, like, the music and the OST and the animation and everything and the feels, I'm just like, yo. But it has to be done at the same point. So I'm like, I guess. But it's still sad. Yeah. So that's one of the things is the 13 Valkyries have a connection to the humans and like the heroes of the humans and they become a weapon for them that like they couldn't do without like like they couldn't do these amazing feats without the support of the Valkyries. But these Valkyries make a bond with the human hero and their lives are tied to each other now. So if the human dies, so does the Valkyrie. So that's one of those crazy things where it's like, okay, well, fuck. The Valkyries are putting their life on the line for this shit. It's not just the humans. The, the Valkyries are on board now. Yeah. Um, you know, of course, orchestrated by Brunhild, because that's kind of wild. In this, I think it might have been episode 12. I think it was episode 12. We see Brunhilde talking with Hermes. And it's like, what the fuck is going on there? What are you doing talking to a Greek god? Excuse me? She's like, mm, don't worry about it. Yeah. But, like, there is some questions about, like, the mystery of the tournament. Because... But also, like... If you right. follow the lore, which got me kind of hype, because this is just speculation, Hermes technically is half-human. Really? He's a demigod? Yes. Hermes, Hercules, oh. um... That other one, Apollo, they're all technically demigods, or at least because Zeus laid with humans to have them. So, wait, no, that's not true. Never mind. It was different gods. Never mind. Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. certain that I'm certain that they are. Yeah, Hera is the mother of of Hermes. Hera is the mother of um, Ares. The mother of Hermes is Hera. Hmm. Like a lot of so a lot of the gods are like sons of Zeus. You know, Hermes' mother is Maya. Maya, she is one of the Pleiades and the mother of Hermes by Zeus. 
She's the daughter Fuck. of Atlas. Yeah, because I remember this because of Blood of Zeus. <laughs> and then I was like, I went to go check, fact check Blood of Zeus, and I was like, yo, wow, like, Zeus was a hoe. Like, I knew he was a hoe, but like. Yes, he was a fucked up individual. Yeah. Wow, I guess that's, man. Anyways. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> you you are factually right. Um, Storytelling wise. Maybe that plays in. Maybe that's going to be a swerve that comes in um, where Hermes is supporting the humans. Yeah, I think. But we're, we're going to find out later on. Um, our final battle that we leave on a cliffhanger is between Hercules and fucking Jack the Ripper. Yep, which is... We, we totally forgot to talk about the other Valkyries that became weapons, but... Valkyries become weapons, and that's a thing. Yeah. Jack the Ripper. Yeah, so Jack the Ripper is... Huh, I gotta temper my knowledge. Um, <laughs> So, we, op- we, we open with... Okay. Uh, the humans requested that this next fight be placed in, like, 18th century London. And the gods so graciously accepted. And out comes fucking Jack the Ripper in a top hat and a suit. And a fucking Guy Fox mask. And I'm like, God damn it. Yep. And he throws the Guy Fox mask away and it shatters on the ground. And then like, okay, here's Jack the Ripper. He's all cool. With like a mechanical eye patch. The most steampunk eye, like monocle you've ever fucking seen. And then outrides Hercules, who is a demigod. Who, who, okay, he's a demigod, but he went through the 13. Flavors, um, yeah labors and he ascended to true godhood so he's fighting on on the god side and we get some of like the crowd members like what the fuck why did you choose this murderer to represent like humanity okay it's because like that's a part of humanity humanity does some fucked up shit but i'm just so like curious how this fight is gonna go like how are you going to fight hercules which, you know, is what we're going to have to figure out when season two comes out. <laughs> so how do you feel about it being left on a cliffhanger for season two? Like, oh, we, we introduced this fight and then end season. I feel like it was bound to happen, honestly. Um, I feel like that... I feel like it was a... Like, we weren't going to get through all of it. That was for sure. Um... I mean, I feel okay, I guess. Like, this gives them time to go and fix some things. Uh, don't really know when we're going to get season two. Haven't heard anything about it. So, I feel like this could only be for the best. That it is going to be a two-parter. Or, more likely, a season three will be along as well. If I had to speculate. Because it's about... They're kind of dragging some stuff out, too. So, it looks like it's going to be like... I mean, based on what I've seen from the like the, the wiki... Is the manga even finished yet? No, not yet. Because what I'm seeing so far is like there's only like fight number six that's been released. Yeah, we still got so we still got time. Well, I mean, this did three fights, so we do another maybe three fights for twelve episodes, and then who knows how the manga is going to actually end? If because the real question is, are the gods going to accept the result? Well, we'll just have to see if they just keep fighting the whole time or if something interrupts those fights. Bro, what? <laughs> what? Oh, we'll never know. It's anime. Anything can happen. Man, I hate you. 
<laughs> I'm just saying, like, we never know. Well, before I get stuff spoiled for me, I think that I don't know. I would give this like a solid seven. Like, it's exciting, but there's not a lot of like meat to it. It's kind of face value with a little bit of mystery thrown in about like stuff. But you show up, you watch it, it's popcorn anime. That's exactly what it is. You show up, you have a good time. You don't have to think about it too hard. Yeah. So, yeah, it's definitely something as I would say a manga reader. I feel like if if you enjoy this medium, you should definitely look at the manga. Um, And, yeah, uh, just keep reading stuff. It's interesting. But, yeah, no, I enjoyed it. We'll try to keep you up the breast about whatever's going on with, you know, anime as it comes through. But you can catch all our, our stuff on your podcatchers. We're talking Spotify, iTunes, Amazon podcast, which is blowing up, apparently, on, con- uh, not Concept Breaker, uh, your typical Shonen protagonist, or uh, on Twitter at your TSP. Kai, you got a Twitter, too? Yes, you can find me at StyDreads with a Z. Um, for all your anime slash sad boy slash normal life stuff tweets. I feel it. That's so real. Hmm. Um, or the other product at Concept Breaker. Uh, we got we're recording our episode on Ruby tomorrow, which is exciting. It definitely will be something. There will be opinions had, but which we'll catch y'all next week here on your typical Shona protagonist. Yup. <laughs>